My name is Bob the Drag Queen. And I'm Money Exchange. And this is Sibling Rivalry. Hello. Hey, Bo. Hello, Bob. How are you? I'm great. How are you? <laughs> why do you sound so? Why are you sm- laughing maniacally like that? Well, because I know that we were uh, talking about if we were going to be running a little bit behind, but apparently you're you're right there. We're we're ready. Well, I thought I was walking back to the anyway. Yes, I am here. I am ready. Uh, what's the tea? What's good, girl? Okay, first of all, to everyone listening, hi, I'm Bob the Drag Queen. And I am Dallas Coulter. <laughs> Say your name. <laughs> I'm on exchange. And this is a little special sibling rivalry. Uh, me and Monet have been um, using the stereo app to um, connect with our listeners. Um, and it has yeah. a little cool function. So I'm going to show on right now. If you are listening, you can um, send us little voice notes. We're doing advice. <laughs> Wait, um, think you should be doing relationship advice. What do you think about us? you and me giving people relationship advice? I mean, I don't, I don't think we should limit it to only relationships. I think we should, we should do all kinds of advice. I think we, I mean, and listen, I don't think we have the. I, I will say you do give very good advice. You are a very good advice giver, but sometimes your advice is a little uh, ridiculous. Like what? What do you mean? <laughs> like you'll give advice and you'll be like, Monet. Or you always end up with if it was me, like this, like you always say, this is what I would do. I guess that's what makes it your advice. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah. yeah, the difference between you and you. <laughs> but yeah, send us your advice. Bear in mind, Monet and I are experts in the field of only drag, and then uh, I mean, just uh, in our. I am a, I am an expert in the field of of music of of singing. I am an I am a musician, so I don't know. I don't know what you're selling yourself as, but I am an expert musician. Well, I I will say this: I am a chart-topping musician. That is for sure. Um, that is a solid gold fact. I made it to number eleven on the. That's the reason why I didn't make it to. I probably told this a million times, but maybe to the, the yeah, few folks who are listening. Right Steve, Steve Aoki came on his album the same thing you did yours. So he had a ten-track album, and his his all ten of his songs were one through ten. Um, that was similar to me. I told you this too. Ariana fucking released her fucking album the day that I did, and I was number two. You were number two on the pop charts. I sure was. Ariana Grande came in and scooped you up. <laughs> she gathered me like, as you would say, a chignon. Oh, like her little, like her little top knot tight ponytail. I had to say, my the biggest thing I'm very sad about not being in New York or in America. Is not being able to watch Judge Judy. Judge Judy is my favorite program. It, okay, you say you say program? Yeah, my favorite program. Is that really how you pronounce it? Or are you doing it? You say program? Yes, that's how I pronounce it. Okay, I say program. And that's because you're from Atlanta. I mean, oh, sorry, that's when you're from Georgia. Let me just let me just cast cast a wide net. I think you're from Georgia. <laughs> Also, we had to have a, a brief discussion about your your little failed Twitter shade today. It was not failed Twitter shade. I was literally not even trying to be a shady thing. I'm like, 
Bob, no one, no one is complaining about emails except you. You're only. But you, did you read all the comments you underneath where everyone, where everyone's like, "Yeah, same, agree." What's going on? They were like, "So you were the only person like, nah." It was you and one other person saying, "I get it," but everyone else was like, "Yeah." Emails are crazy. Bob, I could tweet, "Why is the sky purple?" And people were like, "Yeah, right." I know. I thought no one else would. That's just how Twitter works. But what about when you tweeted and people were like, actually, it is a whole thing. Do you acknowledge that? Do you, do some people did. Like, I will say yes. Yeah, some people did. But there were also some people like, yeah, girl, it's really not that big of a thing. That what was literally one person. Y'all can go over to my Twitter, at that one queen. Y'all can see the 300 questions. So Monet can't make up her own facts. This was a recent one. <laughs> and also, then Bob does the thing where you took my tweet when I talked about Zoom calls, and you were like, well, look, I was like, I would never said anything about Zoom. We're strictly talking about emails. So I don't know where your little Zoom or retweet came no, from. You, you, you were doing this thing where you act like I'm some old person who can't use the internet, and I was like, this comes from the queen who literally can't log out of Zoom calls. <laughs> I would say, also, I can log out of Zoom calls. I just don't do it quickly. Are you, are you ever the last one in the Zoom? Um, rarely. I mean, uh, uh, how many folks are in your zooms like anytime doing meeting it'll be like for example i did one yesterday or two days ago when it was seven people for that thing i'm working on that secret oh, well that, that i'm working on this project and it was like seven oh, people oh, oh. <laughs> it was seven people on this zoom call and i was like and i'm always the last one to leave anyway for, for those who are who are new to stereo Here's how it works. There's a, there's a, there's going to be a little button in the middle, and you can record um, your your you, the audio of your question to us, and then uh, we will be able to listen to what your question is and what you want advice on. If you don't know how to use stereo, if you're new to the app, that's how it works. Press that little button in the middle to record an audio message that Bob and I will be able to hear. I'm going to play the first one and see what it is. People hating undercover oh. to find what. We're all about. I'm about to, um, Christopher, you about to get muted and blocked. <laughs> 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 what are you all about? <laughs> Naomi Honestly, <laughs> Oh my God! That is me and Naomi. Uh, talk, we were talking uh, yesterday morning. I just left getting a COVID test. I was I tweeted out it's true, girl. At this point, my nose has been bottoming so much lately with these. <laughs> girl, well, you know, here for the show, we have to get tested, Bob, three times a fucking week, and that shit, I fucking hate COVID goddamn test this virus has been going on for nine months well more than nine months like like in actuality a year now but like since march nine months whatever there has to be a better way to test why does it have to be we are first and those wait well okay three times we get shit i did a, a show out here and we had to get tested monet i let me do it now <laughs> i in my uh week here I got tested my first week. I got tested 13 times. That uh, are you fucking kidding me? Because every time you test, you had to get you had to get two tests at the same time to make sure they both had the same result. Oh, my. so they were doing the one up the nose 
two times a day. Yeah, they do both nostrils, and then you'd wait 15 minutes for results, and then they do both nostrils again. Oh, oh my God. This is the stereo app. Thank you all for joining us. If you're here from our Patreon, if you're here from Instagram, if you're here from Twitter or, or wherever we told you to come join us, thank you for joining us. And we're giving advice. Now, again, okay, I will say this. I, I will say this about what I am an expert on. Drag, comedy, acting, end of story. Anything oh, else you ask me for advice on <laughs> would be purely me guessing what is going don't take any of this advice and actually use. I'm not Dr. Ruth. I am not Dr. Phil. I am not Dr. Oz. I am not a young Levanset. But honestly, fuck them people. They just use they just they just use their own world experiences to offer their advice too. They're like, let's say you call, let's say you call Dr. Ruth asking her about whatever, whatever, whatever. Sure, she knows shit about sex, but will she really know like the you know what I'm saying? They're just using their own experiences. So no one is Did you say fuck Dr. Ruth, a woman who is almost 90 years old who's just doing her best to support her family? Do you know I had on my show? Do you know, do you know, do you know, do you know Dr. Ruth was um was like in the military? Dr. Ruth was like a gun wielding. Dr. Ruth is everything. Is she Israeli? Um yeah, I don't know. I I don't remember. I had on my show, we talked about it, but I legit can't remember if she was Israeli or why she has a gun or why she was in the army. But I don't remember. Well, everyone in everyone in Israel has to be in the military, but that's a different right. story. All right, let's, let's, uh, let's listen to I'm this gonna message. Play the first one. Go ahead. Hey, Papa Monet. Um, so I'm asking advice about whether or not I should move to New York. Um, I got into NYU for grad school. Okay. Now I'm just trying to figure out if I have the mental capacity to not be afraid to actually take the step to move there. Um, because I'm scared of everything. I grew up in Orlando, Florida. Um, it is so different from New York and I, I'm just like a scaredy cat and, um, a lot of self doubt is in me. So I want to know what your advice would be to anybody considering um, calling New York their home. Thanks. Oh love you guys. God, I oh, really love Zaria. Zaria, I fucking Zaria, love you. Also, Zaria is a um, is a patron, so thank you so much, uh, Zaria, for uh, subscribing to our Patreon, where I must say right now, me and Nate, I'm so proud. Like, we, we used to, we, there was a time when we had the raggediest Patreon on the on the the app on the website, but now girl hoes can't even with us. We're, we are really Trina. I'm just thank you for uh, going on this journey with me, Monet. You're my best friend, and a lot of times I ask you to do things, and even sometimes if I have no proof that it will work out, you still do it, and I really <laughs> appreciate that. Um, I love you too, Bob. Wait, okay, now back to Zara. This is about Zara. Damn, Bob, why are you, why are you trying, always trying to take somebody moment? Shit. I made it about you. I made it about you. Wow, Nini. Anyway, I was just saying thank you, Zara, for being a patron. Um, what do you think? I mean, okay, uh, actually, let me speak to this because you, you, you never had to move to New York. But I can't I mean, speak on this issue. You can, but it's not valid. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I'm kidding. But I, so, speaking for someone, I came from a town smaller than Orlando. I came from, from Columbus, Georgia. I was in college. And when I was, um, I was really afraid about moving to, the city, like I remember, 
feeling terrified. It is a big city. And I never, I, I've been to Brooklyn once, but I've never actually been to Manhattan. And it was a weird trip. It was, I was like obsessed with this guy. And I was like, I never told you this. I was like obsessed with this guy. And I stayed at his house the entire week. I was like 19. Girl, I don't even know what I was going through. I don't even know. Could you even imagine? Anyway, that's not the point. So I was, um, it was really terrifying for me. And I, I don't recommend anyone move to New York City with I did. I moved to New York City with, I, I had $700. And that is a horrible, horrible, it's, it's the worst plan. It's the worst plan. And I, and I certainly wouldn't recommend that anyone do it that way. But I think that it's worth giving it a shot. I mean, if you don't, Orlando will always be there. I mean, the the um, the water's not rising that fast. I mean, Orlando will still be there. <laughs> yeah, for whatever reason, it's not working out for you. That's what I think. What do you think, Mike? I was just about to say, I mean, I was, I was going to say, the worst that can happen is that it doesn't work out and you can go back to where you came from. But if you never take the... Not go back to where you trigger. Trigger. And not go back to where you came from. <laughs> um, if you never, oh my god, trigger! Dang! If you never take the leave, especially you are in NYU, you're in this doctorate program, so I'm sure they'll help you like like find. I think I think some of the hardest things to find in New York are a work and um, and housing. Those are the two. I mean, I guess that's true for lots of places, but New York especially, housing is a hard thing to come by, especially good solid housing that is not roach infested that isn't on the outskirts of new york far away as from far like far from and you have been around creative people people who are your age like you really yeah. this, is a, this is a you need you and also you get accepted to nyu for grad school that is a one of the best schools in the country, country. yeah you have yeah. to go yeah, you have to go. And um, and I know that you, people, honestly, and people really think, see, like, movies about New York and stuff like that, like, hear these horror stories about New York and saying that that is what New York is. And I, I'm to say someone who has lived in New York all my life, um, I, like, yeah, there are some scary parts of New York. People say, like, oh, if I, if I, if I go down the wrong, wrong street, I will get shot. And that's not how that works. Like, I walk around New York City all the time. Bob walks around New York City all the time. And we are completely whole. I've never been shot. I've never been sad. I've never those things. So I, I, did get get all, I, I did almost get hit by a cab one time, but that was negligent and not uh, and not aggression. Um, but New York City is New York City has given me more than any city in the world has ever given me. I can never give back to New York City what it gave to me, and I just I highly highly recommend it. I'm going to quickly say thank you all for joining us on the Stereo app. This is Bobby Grandpa with Morning Exchange, and we are taking your. Um, we're taking your questions. I'm also doing an Instagram live video right now. You can swipe up and join us if you want to come. Uh, if you have a question, you want me to answer. It's advice. Wait, how are you doing? A, how are you doing an Instagram story when you on the Stereo app? I literally just did a uh, like. I have I have my iPad in my hand. Oh, must be nice. Oh, she got iPads and stuff. Oh, sure. Money, you have it. You fully have an iPad. You don't know what I have. I know that you have an iPad on exchange. Again, Bob Direct, we're on the Sarah app where uh, you can swipe up if you have any question you want to ask me, Monet. We're doing advice. Uh, advice on the app today. So swipe up and join us. All right, um, let's do another question before we. Yeah. Swipe up if you have I'm listening. And I'll say, uh, I'll, I'll press the next one. Oh, How important is like education and school to become like an entertainer? Girl, that is the million dollar question. So many artists, so many artsy kids ask themselves this question. Do I fucking go to school or just do my goddamn art? That is the question of the 
the world, the universe. My answer is, if would you, you agree? If you ever want to, if you, yeah, a lot, this is a huge, I would do it. If you ever want to teach art, you're going to have to go to school. No one's going to let you teach anybody any art if you don't have a degree. And that's, that just is what it is. So if you want to teach any kind of art, then yeah, I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now that you're going to want to go to college for that. Not unless, oh, not unless you are really, not unless you, let's say you book a bunch of movies and you do this and you like get really far in your art and then you decide one day, I don't feel like acting anymore. I don't feel like drawing anymore. Even, even if you have like critical acclaim or whatever it is, then you can go teach without a degree. But that happens to, I don't know the percentage, but I know it's a low percentage of people. But if you, yeah, if you want That's to teach, true. you have to go to school. But if you just want to like go start acting and stuff and, and just, and you don't want to, and you, I don't know. I mean, I, I know I fell into drag, but I feel like my degree in music helped me get to that place and get to that point. But I don't, I, it's a, such a, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think that not, not everyone needs to go to school. The question is, is it important? I think is that's not for everyone. Some people will get a lot from school. Some people will get a lot from that experience. I think it's not for everyone. If you're doubting whether that was you, I know it wasn't for me. I went to school for three years. I should have finished. I have a lot. I do have a regrets around not finishing because of how much money I spent. Um, but I have no regrets on the experiences that I had when I was at school. So I think the short answer is not everyone needs to go to college. And um, I definitely agree. And, but, I, but I can't tell you if it's you or not because all I know is you from a 15 second voice note. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I would, yeah, I would agree. Everyone is about to go to school, and I, and I hate when this whole thing about after high school you need to you need like you need to go to college. I fucking hate that because I don't think that that is true. I think if anything, if you are on the verge of graduating or you just have, I don't think there's anything wrong with taking a gap year or a gap two years and really deciding what you want. In those two years, you may you may discover that you really do want to go to school and you want that experience, and you may or you or you may be like, I don't fucking need this. I'm on. I am. Moving to New York, I live in New York, and I'm auditioning, and I'm and I feel fulfilled. So I, I agree. I don't think everyone needs to go to school, and it, it, it it's like this standard that if you don't go to school, you're a fucking idiot, and you're wasting your life. All right? Heidi's on a gap year. No kidding, because the gap anyway. What advice do you have for somebody who wants to start a podcast but doesn't really know what they want their podcast to be about? Oh, um, this is from another patron. This is from another patron. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, in the Get Around the Serial app, we are answering your um, questions. We're dealing advice. This is not Q&A, it's advice. Go ahead, Money. What do you think? I'm going to say, I would say, fulfill, uh, <clears throat> what do you see a lack of that you should do a podcast about? For example, if you, um, I know, I mean, that's not to say Bob and, not, Bob, Bob and my formula, but a lot of the other podcasts I listen to, that was there. <laughs> but anyway, that's, that's not what I did. <laughs> that's not, but I'm saying, but a lot of the other podcasts I listen to, like, like uh, Small Doses, like um, History of Hyenas, like these are people that were like, I wanted a, I wanted a History of Hyenas. They're like, we wanted to hear like funny people recounting history, um, like historical events. They had like a, a genuine interest in in, in in history, and they didn't see the void for that being fulfilled. So they're like, we're going to make a Wait, podcast. Wait, it's called History of Hyenas? No, not History of Hyenas. History Hyenas. Like, you know, because hyenas laugh. Oh, History. history. Oh, History Hyenas. Now, I thought it was yeah. like, I thought at first, I thought it was a podcast. <laughs> you know what? No one's doing podcasts about <laughs> hyenas. No one knows <laughs> the evolution of hyenas have, but also, you say hyenas? Hyenas. Hi- Hyenas, hi- hyenas. 
I thought you said you were saying hyena. No, hyena. Hyenas. Yeah. Yeah, hyena. That's a weird word. You can't say the word that'll get in your head. Um, um, but yeah, I would say something that you have a passion for and that you see a void of that you think other people will want to listen to it as well. I think, you know what, I here's something I learned, and this is this is the key for me anyway. You want to do a podcast, and this, this is actually my second podcast. I thought I'd do it. This is actually my second podcast. I had a podcast years and years and years ago. You have to do a podcast with someone that you really think you can work with because doing a podcast is a lot of work, especially if you want to release on a weekly basis and especially if you have other jobs. Podcasting is not me and Monet's full-time job. Monet and I probably make most of our income. Well, I mean, I, I can't say probably. Definitely. Yes, speak for yourself. Well, I, I, can, I can say for sure that Monet and, I, Monet and I make most of our income doing things that are not podcasting. We do make money from podcasting, which is great. Um, but we, the first, I would say maybe a year, we didn't make a dollar, right, Monet? Yeah, girl, we didn't make anything. Probably the first year and a half. But also, bear in mind, the first year and a half, we did like, I think, seven podcasts. Seven podcasts. <laughs> so maybe there's a reason we weren't making money. Let's, let's start next uh, thing. Bob and Monet, I love you both. I have a question. What can I do as a viewer to try to uplift queens of color? Because, frankly, I am tired of having this conversation of, oh, the queens of color are the least followed queens. Well, what are we doing about it? What can I do as an individual to try to uplift queens of color? Because it's crazy. Because fun fact, Raja O'Hare is the second least followed queen, only second to a disqualified girl, and it wasn't Willem. Whoa. Oh my God, who is that disqualified girl? I don't even know. First of all, let me go right now. Raja O'Hara is a fucking legend. I'm obsessed. She really is. I love sure. her. You, Monet, knows for a fact this is not uh, this is not bullshit. I in my house we quote Raja O'Hara. <laughs> all the time, my the best quote yeah. when she was talking, she was bitching out my CTR, and then and then Shuda um, <laughs> was like, "Well, you don't butt it up," and she just turns and looks at your kid and goes, "When I tell you this shit got me together, Maxwell, you're doing what you need to do. You are you're tuning into our I'll stuff. Go. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're doing it, and, and, and baby, it's not you." It, it, it's, 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 it's honestly, I think it's a numbers game. I think white people relate to white people, so white people see white folks and be like, damn, I love this white shit. You are tuning into our content, you're listening to us, you, if you, you're doing the thing, you know, you can always comment on the, comment on their posts, tune into their stuff, watch their YouTube videos. There's no reason why the black queens should not have as many Followers as some of our counterparts, with the exception of, in my opinion, implicit bias. RuPaul's Drag Race is one of those shows that casts a lot of black people. It casts lots of people of color, um, and the people of color make it really far in competition, if not winning, at least always making it to the top three. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I love Roger O'Hara. When I did the finale, when I did um, Step Down from His Congeniality, the finale of season 11, and I met her, like, we were we were in the same band going to the theater space together. And she gets in the car, she's like, oh, my God. And I can't even do her, her acting because it's so fucking cute. And I can't do it properly. But she was just so nice. And she was so sweet. And she had so much energy. And she was just, honestly, I really, really, really enjoy her. And she was, she's just such a nice person. And 
we all know the edit, yada, 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 and, you know, whatever, whatever. But he, Roger's great. She's really nice. And it really sucks that, she, that she's the least followed. Um, but, um, yeah. Does she, live in, does she live in L.A.? No, I think she still is in Texas. I mean, I don't, I haven't spoken to, I don't spoke to Roger in a while, so I don't know, but I think she still lives at home in Texas. Um, but I think that, I, I, I agree with Bob, I was, the, the onus is on, is, is on, is on white queens and for them to, uh, uh, and white fans. Yeah, I, 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 I meant white fans to diversify their friends, their, their friend circles and like who they, like who they interact with, because the, the what Bob is saying is true. Like the reason why they cling to white queens is because that's what they know. Their friends are white, their brothers and sisters are white, their mom and dad is uh, are white, their uncle, aunties, uncles are white, so they relate to a lot of white shit. But if they, but white fans need to have more black friends, have more Asian friends, have more, have you know, have, they need to diversify what the people who they interact with on a daily basis look like, so that they can identify with and they can and they can uh uh uh, uh oh. My, my Uber Eats is on the way. And they can, uh, uh, I thought that was a little better. I thought your vaccine kicked in. But they start glitching the vaccine kicked in. They need to have some transparent. They need to do that stuff so that they can um, identify with those things as well. Are you going to give the vaccine one day? Girl, I'm not getting the first round. And I know that's a oh, real bitch. good nigga shit, but I'm not getting the first round of vaccines. Y'all niggas go first. Oh. And then, I don't even know. I'm gonna take the. I'm gonna let all y'all get that fucking um fibro. What do you call it? Fibromyalgia, and then I'm gonna get the next round. I don't go fuck. I want the very first. I want the very first round of vaccine. But I am listen. I'm honestly here's a big thing that really spoke to me, and I know folks are gonna say what they're thinking here, but every everyone except Donald Trump, meaning um, Mike Pence. Uh, Barack Obama, George Bush, Bill Clinton, Joe Biden, and Kamala Harris have all said they will get it on camera. They're like, we believe in this this much. And I'm like, you know what? That's fierce. Like, that is that is a vote of confidence. And I also feel like it is time for us to get back what we've lost is the madness of this pandemic. You know what I mean? Okay, but just because they're going to go first, doesn't, I mean... They don't know what's around the corner either, so they could be walking into danger too. Could be. I'm also not an anti-vaxxer. I don't believe in the notion. Don't be. Don't, don't be saying I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I didn't say you were. All I said was I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying what you are. I'm saying what I'm not. I'm not an anti-vaxxer, and I don't believe that there's anything nefarious or sneaky or underhanded in these vaccines trying to come for me. So, also, if you're if you're listening, by the way, please feel free to follow me and Monet on the Stereo app. Uh, mm-hmm. I believe you click our faces and they'll take you to our profiles. Oh yeah, follow us. Follow us on the app. I, I love this app. Like I'm not. I really do. I really this do. is kind of everything. <laughs> yeah, like it's like a direct interaction with you guys and hearing y'all's voices and putting um, a face to the um, <laughs> and emojis or whatever or avatars. Um, <laughs> yeah, I really. I mean, I I really enjoy it. I also can't get around much. You really look like your little stereo emoji or avatar. I, you, I you look like yours too. You know, you, I you do love it. you love a reddish peachish lip and and some dangly uh, tacky ass earring. Well, they didn't, they didn't have the big afro I wanted. You know, I love that. I wanted my hair pulled back with a fro, but they didn't have it. So I I did my little cornrows. All right, let's go to the next one. So I joined a little late, didn't realize you were asking for advice. So my first question is there, just disregard it. But um. 
I just need advice on how to meet people within the industry. I'm a musician and I just didn't know if there were any like tips or tricks and like getting my name out there and stuff like that. Okay, first of all, let me think this. I'm so sorry. I'm going to do the thing. Joya is a superstar over on the Something Wherever Patreon. And I mean, like, Joya, let me tell you right now, if you have music ventures, if you have music, you send it directly to me and I will fucking boost your shit. I'm not big in the music world. It's probably going to watch a lot of comedy fans. <laughs> but, like, I just am, I, the love and support that Joya has given us, y'all, y'all don't even know, this Patreon, Patreon is like, the community that we built over there is so amazing, so supportive. Yeah, right. It really is amazing. Um, so, first of all, I got you, Joya. Once you get your music up and let me the fuck know, because it's going... Because I, I, I already shared one of your little singing videos. It was it slapped. It's really slapped. And when they talk about something actually really productive towards music. Um, I, I got to say, breaking into music is, is super hard. Like, you, like, uh, even, even... People don't even realize there's so many politics with, like, getting your stuff on playlists and getting your stuff on the radio. Like, there's so many... It's all about money, and it's all, like, a numbers game, Like which, uh, honestly, how a lot of things are today. But I feel like a lot of... Like, a big way to, lot, like, a lot of people tap into a bigger artist hearing their stuff, and uh, people relating to their voice before, like, they find out who you're put on what what your quote-unquote voice is, is doing covers. Doing covers is a really big way that, who knows, Cardi B, or not Cardi B, what, um, what type of music does, does, does Joya sing, Bob? Do you know? Well, jo- 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 it's like soulful music. Yeah. You don't know if Joya will, will do a cover of one of her songs, one of, or, like, or, or like a scissor song, and, and then tag them on Twitter and be like, oh, shit, that was good. And it, like, it, like, starts like that, like, that girl, Joy, I don't know if you know her. She's um that really pretty black girl, long hair. She plays guitar. She got really big on TikTok. She's just doing a whole bunch of covers of different songs. Cat Burns, Cat Burns. And she got really popular by doing covers. Like Tori Kelly got really popular by doing covers. A lot of these covers are like, uh, I feel like like a little access way um, into the music industry. Because people hear your voice and they hear like your style and how you're interpreting that song. And then the artist shares it and more people share it because they already know the music. You know what I mean? But Breaking into music is just fucking hard. Like, even to be someone who, like, I was on TV or whatever, to even try to put my music out there is super hard and super difficult to get recognition and um, and to just get people's ears on it. It's fucking hard. You ever feel shy about releasing music one day? Money? You shy about playing music for me. I'm not, shy. I'm, I'm not shy about releasing music. It's just that um, I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my shit to go Erica Badu. Like, when you put your music out wow, there, like, you, wow, silly from. Like, uh, recording music is so hard like, I've been working on this album um, since July and it was like you record songs and you listen to it over and over and then you want to change and you add vocals you want to do this vocal, and you want to you want to change something in, in the production like it's all so 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 difficult and when yeah. like people don't people don't give you the response that you're expecting from it it's like well damn yeah. we got much it or not so also, if you all want to help out me and Monet on the stereo app, what you can do is click that little arrow button and you can share this stream. You can share it to your Twitter or your Facebook or your Instagram. That is a great way to help out. The, talk about how you can help out the Black Queens. Click <laughs> <laughs> like that little share button. Um, that would be really appreciative. Um, I know and me and Monet talk about how much we love all the support. Monet, I'm just so proud to do this with you. Joya. Let, let, let me know what's going on because I want to help you out any way possible because you've been such a big supporter. And I honestly feel like, like being a celebrity has changed so much. 
I think there's something nice actually about having a connection with your fans. Um, because yeah. I feel like back in the day, that wasn't possible. And I'm not oh, talking about Yolanda Salazar, but uh, Yolanda Salazar connection <laughs> with your oh fans. Oh my god, wow, that is a happy, oh my god, have you watched the new Selena on Netflix? I have not watched it. What I want to watch is Veneno. Like, I want to learn Spanish. Do you know about Veneno? No, I don't know what that is. Okay, it is this this HBO show about this queer person who finds like an old some old videos with this actual woman, this trans woman named Veneno, who was like this Mexican like trans like like just like pop star like 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 uh, what do you call it uh, socialite basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were like, oh my god, I'm obsessed with her. And they they ended up finding her. They found Veneno, but loving it. But she was uh she's like older now she's gained some weight she's like a little juicy these days um and then they just end up hanging out with her and they hang out with this like old trans woman while she like reminisces about her life and then this person finds out discovered their identity is it, the, the trailer looks so good i just don't speak spanish and i have a hard time I'm, i might just watch it with subtitles because it looks oh my god it looks so good yeah, I'm like, and I would like to continue in English. I'm, I'm going to press number two. <laughs> As someone living in a small town, how would you recommend to make queer friends so that you can expand your horizons and meet people that you would like to meet as opposed to keeping in a small town mindset? Okay, I want to speak to this because when I born and raised in New York, you think like, oh, there's, there's it's so diverse, you can meet people anywhere. No, when I was uh, about like 12 and 13, I was in a Christian choir, Song of Solomon, long story, and there would and then there were these two gay guys, William and and um, and Lewis, and they would do I mean and Lonnie, and they would like vogue and stuff in the, in like in like in like the rehearsal room, like when our choir director was in there, and I was like, what is this? What is this? This weird art form thing. Long story short, not voguing, like, not voguing to any Chelsea's day, <laughs> And then they started telling me about like Kiki functions, and I would like go to Kiki functions, and I would like meet people there. But I was like still so nervous. Wait, when you were twelve? Well, yeah, I, I was I was twelve, thirteen. Yeah. A, a Kiki function is like a small ball. It's like you can, they, bitch. Everyone, everybody there was like the same age. Uh, anyway, I, I balls. I, I thought they were eighteen. I, only balls ever been to were eighteen up. I was the well, late this ball. one would happen at the, the the Kiki function I went to would happen at um the Gay Men's Health Crisis on Twenty Third Street, right? Right. There, I mean, Twenty Fourth Street, right? Chelsea. And then, so, um, so like we would like, but I was still so nervous about being so queer. So what I would do is I would go to like the little like this is back when magazines were a thing. I think it, I now looking back on it, it was probably Get Out or Out or something, and I would like go in the back of the magazine and find out where the gay bars were, and I would like go and meet people at gay bars when I was like twelve, thirteen, fourteen. That's wow. Again, if you are uh, just tuning in on the stereo app about the drag queen with Monation, we're doing we're asking, we're doing advice, so you can. Send us some messages, and we will we will play. We're trying to get as many as possible. We have 168 of you listening. I want 168 messages. Also, don't forget to share us if you if you can. Um, yeah. I'm gonna say right now, there's nothing wrong with meeting on the apps, and it's okay to also set your intentions on like Grinder or Scruff or whatever, stating like, "Hey, I I need friends." There's probably other people in your area who want friends as well. Also, people forget about this. I've been traveling to a lot of small towns because we're here. There are these like Facebook groups are alive and well in small towns. I don't realize this. Facebook, yeah, girl, Facebook groups really be popping off. Um, 
Facebook groups really popping off in these small towns. And it's like a, a way that people connect them. People stay connected and find out about each other. There's some really amazing communities. And also, you'll be shocked too. You go to the nearest big town, you'll find out that a lot of those folks are not from that town. They're from the small towns around. You know? Right. So, again, you, you can find the queers on Grinder, and you'll, you'll probably be safe looking for other queers on Grinder and, and Scruff and all, all those uh, queer dating apps, which are also great ways to make friends as well. So, yeah, that's it. You want to do that tomorrow? Yeah. So I do this, right? But like, yeah, simple robbery. Man, let me tell you something, man. I ain't spoke to my older brother in three years. But think about it, though, it wasn't that. It's because of something that I wanted. It's because of how he treated me growing up. Oh. oh I mean, I, I don't know. Wow. I don't know that that is a uh, advice thing, but I, I, how's your relationship with your older brother? Me and my older brother, we um we never been like super close. We talk like every like at least once a month we like talk via text. And um yeah, but I, I also if you have like a dispute with your older sibling, I don't like this is gonna sound real petty, but this is like my honest opinion. I don't like if if, if a sibling has done something to wrong you and you and they haven't apologized to you. Bitch, they like. Why? Yes, you can't be the big. You can't be nice and be the be the bigger person and like address it to make it better. But there is something inside of you that's like, no, bitch, you owe me an apology. Why am I seeking an apology out from you? And I think that it's okay to be in that place where it gets toxic for you is when that is starting to consume you and that is starting to eat away at you. Then maybe you should address it. But if your older sibling has done or your youngest sibling has, sibling has done something to wrong you, I don't think there is anything wrong with you standing firm on your ground and making them um, 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 apologize slash atone for what they've done to you. Well, not stand your ground. Monet is an anti-vaxxer. She wants you to stand your ground. Thank God. Um, <laughs> what, what did you say earlier? That, that tickled me so much. I can't remember. Um, no, I, I think that there is this thing. I, okay, I'm about to really play y'all's mind. This, this might be where I never straw. Um, I don't believe in the whole blood is sticking in the water. No matter what your family does, always stick with your family. I don't care what they do to you, what they say to you, what they call you. That's your sibling. I don't know what your you know older brother did to you, but I know that there are some things that, in my opinion, are like it is up to the person. It's also okay to say out loud. If you don't lose anything by telling someone that you need an apology if they want to communicate with you. Yeah. Like you don't lose anything in doing that. And I know that there's a point of pride where you, you don't want to tell folks what you need. I get that. I get that, honey. Um, but that, yeah, that sucks. I get that. I, I want to tell you all, first of all, thank you so much for y'all listening yesterday. Y'all made me and Monet the number one stereo app talk show oh, yeah. of the week. That is so wild. I'm so grateful. Thank you all so much for helping me and Monet become the number one. That is, I, I cannot believe that. That's what we're also competing with Jeff Ross. <laughs> Jeff Ross has been sneaking up on us. You know what I'm up? I said, fuck that nigga. Damn. I didn't even realize that this was for advice. I asked a question that had nothing to do with advice, but I do need a lot of fucking advice. This is Kimmy Live. First of all, I love you, Bob and Monet, so fucking much. Uh, my question is, I'm having such a problem. Well, I've always had a problem with gaining the confidence to follow my dreams. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it is. I don't feel like I deserve it. There's so much stuff I want to do. And I just, something is just holding me back. What can I do to just shake this bullshit off and go for my, go for my dreams? 
Timmy Wise. Bro, you should take Yeah, I'll do this. No, no. Yeah. Yep. I mean, yeah, I'm here. Money, yeah. I feel like for me, a big thing is I, I'm one of those people, money, I will tell you this. I, going after my dreams is like my, like doing, setting goals and reaching them. First of all, you can set yourself attainable and reachable goals on the way. Everything doesn't have to be the million dollar movie deal. Everything doesn't have to be, you know, there's stuff that happens before you make a million dollar movie deal. Maybe you need to try to get an agent. Maybe you need to take an acting class. Maybe you can try to become the owner of this. Uh, hello, Monette? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, you know, I think a big part of it is you have to set up, set yourself up with little goals to go on the way. Also, bear in mind, too, this is what I had to tell myself for a while. If other people deserve it, then damn it, I deserve it, too. I deserve yeah. the same thing that other people deserve. I, and, and one of the things that I remember one of my, I, I was thinking today, watching Megan Thee Stallion's growth over this past year has been I, I could not be happier. Like I, when I watch Megan Thee Stallion grow, it feels like I'm. Growing. And I remember watching B- Bianca Del Rio win Drag Race and feeling like I won RuPaul's Drag Race. Like when I, I, I don't see jealous in another. I, I mean, I do get jealous sometimes, but when I see people that I love succeeding, I take that in and make it feel like I'm succeeding with them as well. And then it's helped right. me to feel like I deserve my dreams. I feel like if they deserve it, I deserve it too. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I, I mean, I've seen Bob uh, literally for the for the majority of reference of anything. Bob was like, "I'm going to do this thing." He ends he ends up doing it. He ends up he ends up attaining it. Um, and I think that a lot of that comes from your inside of you. I feel like in order for you to for, in, in order for you to achieve a goal, you you have to literally believe that you can do it. Like, don't say, "Oh, I'm going to climb this mountain," knowing full and well that you a don't want to. A, you don't believe that you can because then you're that is going to manifest itself and you're trying to do it and it will never happen. But I feel like setting, uh, what, what, piggyback on, of, what, of what Bob said is setting attainable goals, things that I can do this thing and then making it bigger and then bigger and then bigger because then you have in, in, inside of you, inside of yourself, you're like, I can do, I can really do this thing. I think that has a lot to do with it. Like the power of your mind is so fucking strong and that is the real team. Yeah. I mean, also, me and Monet, I mean, like, I, I, I was just saying, like, sometimes I know some of you are, but I still want to do it. Even little stuff, like, I've been, the other day, Marie was like, let's go to Rugged Canyon. And I was like, girl, let's go to Rugged Canyon. I got to that canyon, and Monet, I was tired. I have gained a lot of weight since the beginning of quarantine. I have, I have gained a lot of weight since the beginning of quarantine. I was like, oh, girl, yeah. she's getting thick and juicy up in this piece. Um, but, Oh yeah, but I set goals for myself that I was like, I can make it to this next rock. I can make it to this next rock. I might need to rest when I get to this rock, but by the time I get to the top, I will be happy with myself. I'm gonna, I'm gonna click the next. Hi, this is Peter. Um, I was curious what advice y'all would give about sort of developing your comedic style um, and getting into stand-up um, and just sort of comedy um, in general. Thanks. Ooh, this Peter, is Peter, was Peter Peter was a patron, Monet. So thank again, thank you, Peter. Uh, uh, you're cute. Peter, uh, your, your avatar is real cute. You single, what's up? 
Yeah, not for dating on Avatar. That's the most 2020 shit I've ever heard in my life. Damn, Peter King on Avatar is very sexy. <laughs> Again, please feel free to follow follow me and Monet on the stereo app. And if you want to help us out by clicking that little arrow and sharing this on your social media, on your Instagram, whatever, we clearly appreciate that as well. Or your Facebook or Vintage Thank you so much for that. Um, yeah, I feel. I I feel like someone told me this is I don't know how great this advice is, but I used it. Someone told me if you want to write your first time in just write about what you hate. Just rant about the things that you hate and then try and then make it funny. And that was what I did my very first hit. After that, I started uh thinking about things that I found a little funny as it went throughout my day. For example, I've always found it funny that whenever you walk outside to see if it's raining, you hold your hands out with your palms up. You ever seen people do that one day? You put your hands in front of you and you kind of hold them up and see if it's raining. And I always say, yeah, I do it's that. So funny when everyone does it, you kind of look like Jesus. Like everyone walks into the rain like Jesus. And they're like, <laughs> and they always like slightly tilt their heads up while they're walking. Oh my God, that's <laughs> like, so real. Even little, little moments like that where we're like, oh my God, that's so funny. I think about those, I write them down, I, I put them in my notes on my phone, and I find a way to expand on it. It's like how Ellen DeGeneres does the whole bit. Ellen DeGeneres, oh, don't get canceled. Um, it has a bit about running for the elevator, and when you finally when you finally get to the elevator, the person didn't hold the door for you, and you look at them like, oh, you didn't think I was going to make it, did you? Now we got to ride the elevator together. That shit is so funny. But it's, it's those moments that, that we all think about, and I try to take notes of them as I go through my day and build the set. And the most important thing about comedy is listen to me. This is the, the most important thing. Any comedian will tell you this. You have to get in front of people. Period. Point blank. End of story. You have to get in front of audiences telling your jokes. I don't care if it is on the Zoom, I don't care if it's in person, I don't care what it is. You have to. Practice your comedy in front of an audience. It's not like dancing or singing, but you can do it in the mirror and then come out perfectly. Right. You have to do it in front of people. Yeah. I mean, um, how, did you, how did you grow as a comedian? Well, see, I see. I, I would say this all the time. I don't. I don't consider myself a comedian. I consider myself someone who can say funny things on a microphone. Like in front of people, but I don't mm-hmm. consider myself a comedian. Like, I feel like Bob is a comedian. I feel like Trix is a comedian. Ritz Crack is no, he's a comedian. I do not consider myself a comedian, but. I am trying to get into stand-up. Like, when I come back to New York, because I want to write, like, an actual, like, one-woman show. Like, I want to... I'm going to start going to, like... Um, you do have actual woman shows. You're, you do have... I've seen your women shows. They're so good. I would more like a... More like a... More like a Whoopi Goldberg one-woman show, where she's, like... Got it. You know what I mean? So... So that's what, like the also like, if you don't want to see Monet's brilliant one woman show, you can go to our Patreon and Monet and me both have our one woman shows available on our Patreons, uh, including along with video versions of all of our podcasts. Um, yeah. You can see them all there. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, yeah. So when I go back to New York, I want to like start doing like stand up. So what I've been doing in my time here in London, and like when I have like a little downtime, is that I've been like writing down like really funny stories that have happened to me. Stories that, stories that I think are funny, and, I'm, and, I, and I've been like elaborating them and like expanding on them, and all, also sometimes you add a little hyperbole to um, for the joke, and so like to, to make the story bigger and larger than life, and like really dr- dramatize it. So, um, so that's what I've been doing while I've been here in quarantine. I'm in quarantine in London, um, is finding ways to do that to build comedy, so that when I go back to New York and I start doing stand up, like I want to go to like the cellar and I want to go to like do like five minutes places so I can get out and like do like actual stand-up i've never done like a 
uh, stand-up set where there was like the light and you have five minutes and you get the, you know I've never done that so I want to experience that. Oh, you never done one of those? Yeah, they're 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 wild. they I started my set doing doing those things and like you know getting the light and and having a bark to get on stage and. All that jazz. Um, again, I want to thank you all for helping us. Um, our numbers are looking great. This is more listed than we had on our first uh, Stereo Live. So thank you so much. We are at 180 listeners. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Y'all are really looking for us. Beyonce had. Beyonce was not on the Stereo app, Monet. Beyonce was on the Stereo app. I'm telling you. How do you know it wasn't someone just doing a Beyonce impersonation? What if it was Jacob? It was Beyonce. She was verified and I tuned in and it was Beyonce. <laughs> Uh huh. Are you? So I live in South Dakota, in the middle of Trump country, and I'm black and progressive. I recently graduated college, and I'm looking for job opportunities. And I thought, uh, is it worth even trying to move out of South Dakota right now, in the middle of COVID, to go to some place that's maybe a little bit more progressive? Uh, to the point where they believe COVID exists at all. Yeah. I love your guys' podcast so much. I listened to it for over 207 hours this year. Love you guys. Oh my God. What's well, a cool Jordan Peele girl? Get out. <laughs> you do not yeah. have to stick around. And, I mean, uh, part of me wants to have a, 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 a liberal agenda where all the liberals just move into. Like, like we just enough of us invade Texas, right? <laughs> we can flip the right. whole. We just flip the whole state, girl. I will um, say this: this this, this I, woman's voice, uh, or or this this person's voice, when they got on the thing, it sounded like a the setup for like a really good joke. And like her voice sounded like a comedian, and I don't know who it is. Like it was like like a very dry comedian. And I was like, this is about to be like. A- yeah, I heard that. But also, and it also your your voice person um, uh, person was very soothing. Like I could listen to your voice for a really long time. I really like enjoyed hearing you talk. Did does, does anyone else feel that listening? I love that. It was really nice. I thought it, I thought it was very lovely. Quite frankly, I think you're right on the, the money, money. Yeah. Um. But I, also, I, I I just moved during during. The pandemic, and uh, also it's one of the things where, like, you know, graduate school, you got to go where the money is. So if you get a job offer somewhere else, go there. Yeah, you, you got to go where you can make a living, and also where you feel comfortable, where you feel like you can build a community. Uh, I mean, it's it's fine to be the black sheep, literally the black sheep in a town. But if you don't have to do that, if you can find people like you who appreciate you and can relate to you on a level that is beyond, we're all human. Um, that feels nice. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Bob and Monet, how do you guys handle or deal with anxiety and like feeling lonely? We have another patron. Thank you so much for being a patron on our sibling library patron. I want you all to join us there. And also thank you for joining us on the Stereo app. We are taking these, uh, we're taking, we're giving advice. And if you want to help us out, you can click that little share button um, right there. It's a little arrow. It can tell you how to share the uh, this stream. Um, when are you, you want to take this one? Um, anxiety and feeling lonely. I have to say, like, within this past year, I've had a lot of those feelings of anxiety and feeling lonely. A lot of it came in the midst of the Black Lives Matter movement and just being it, it, that happening during quarantine and being alone in your apartment and waking up every day, seeing the news are so terrible and so dreadful and another person stabbed, killed, uh, uh, beat up by police, whatever. And I, I had a moment where I, like, 
was like this, like I literally felt like I was like choking, like I was like suffocating on like all the news. And when you live yeah. alone, that can be like, 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 you know, like really exacerbated by, 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 by being the only person in that you see all day long. So, um, I will say one thing that, that I feel like helped me was literally putting like, and Bob knows this, sometimes Bob will like call me and call, call me and text me like, girl, where are you? And I would literally, I would shut my phone off. I would put my iPad off and I would do something that I really enjoy. For me, it was, it was sparking up a blind and listening to SZA with, with my, with my candles on in my living room with no devices on. So I'm not getting any news. Like I would like, I would put it off from like. 7 p.m. and not put my phone back on until the next morning when I woke up at like 10 a.m. And that I don't know how many hours that is. A math mathematician listening, add it up. But that many hours being able to just shut out the news in the world for a little bit and just be with myself and my own thoughts that really made me feel better. It didn't help with the loneliness, but it definitely helped ease my anxiety about how stifled I was feeling by everything else. And being lonely, honestly, I still, to be very honest with you guys, I still com- um, combat feelings of loneliness um, quite often. Again, I live alone. And I also I also self-isolate a lot because I like being alone. <laughs> so um, I am alone, but I also like being alone. But then I don't like being alone. It's like all these things all the time. So, um, so it's something that I still struggle with and I still think about all, all the time but when i do feel lonely i will call bob or i will um, talk to friends that i that i that, that i love and people that i like to you know converse with and that's my cure for those feelings in my life what about you i mean I'm, i don't think any dad i think you know if you're lonely call someone if you're feeling anxious uh every, i mean we all know what calms us down be able to just take a moment to really indulge in that uh, we are we are uh, we are running a, a little bit uh, over not over time we're not late we have we have eight eight more to go I don't know if we're able to get to all of them let's see how we can get to Bob yeah. and Monet how do you guys handle or deal uh, with anxiety and one. like oh. sorry we just had that one hey, I joined late sorry my first question is like irrelevant but I am a costumer in college and I really want to know how y'all like met your designers. Like, what Ooh. is a good way for, like, networking to get out there? Because I'm trying to move to New York after college, and I just want to get the feel for the scene. Love y'all both. Oh, good, Bob. That's a good one for you. Well, I, you know, a lot of the designers I meet are through word of mouth. I met Domino. Thorgy, Domino's my main designer. And Thorgy told me about Domino. I mean, Dallas culture makes a lot of my stuff. And I believe that Jinx told me about Dallas. Um Good Joy makes all my stuff, and Dallas talking about the Joy. Um, it's, it's a lot of it's through word of mouth. Like you'll you'll see a queen wearing, so you go, "Who who made that?" It's literally, it's literally who are you wearing, Corey? I mean, if you can get your, I mean, this this may sound easier said than done. If you can get your hands on a popular person and get your garment on their back, and people love it, it will probably create more work for you. Listen, I'll take I'll take a garment, honey. I'll take a garment. Do do a photo. Me and Monet yeah. used to match an outfit from Corey. Oh yeah, Corey, make make, make me about to match an outfits and if, and no, no shade. I'm real honest. If it, if it's looking crazy, Corey, I'm not, I'll put it on. <laughs> but if it's cute, Corey, I will I will put her on and we'll do and we'll do a shoot and then that's how then then we do it and then we post it and then Kim is like, um, Bob, um, can you tell me um who made those like uh, costumes for you and Monet? Oh my god, this is so rude. And that's then so Kim, is like, Kim is hitting you up once one, and then, you know what I mean. So Bob is completely right. Yeah, that's how it works. Every designer has word of mouth. Everyone. 
I mean, there's one designer that I have. There's one, the one time I, it was word of mouth was this designer that I stumbled across on Instagram because he had shared a thing about Black Queer Town Hall, and then I just happened to look at the very next image in his story, and it was him making this custom jacket. He made that uh, Wednesday Adams dress that I wore on my Instagram. But that's the only time I ever just stumbled across him on Instagram. I'm like, oh my god, you make cool stuff. And that was his yeah. first commission. Um, and I hope that yeah. it's like, but I also love people like when people find out about Pinwell, I love that people are like here of the people that I like and then start working with them. All right, let's go to Zoom. Yeah, my, my, I just need advice for like, I really need help beating Super Mario World on, on the SNES. Like, Super Mario World, I think it is. And like, <laughs> I just, how do you beat Bowser? Do you guys know? Okay, we, we have the answer pulled up. I, I have the answer pulled up. To beat Bowser, wait for him to toss out two Mecha, Mecha Koopas from his Koopa Clown car, regardless of which of these stages of the battle you are on. Once it happens, stuff on one and try to throw it up in the air so that he hit Bowser's head. On the first and second stages, he goes off screen after two hits and fireballs fall from the top of the screen. Then Bowser's ride comes back and Princess will throw a super mushroom before the battle resumes. On the third stage, Bowser is defeated after taking two more hits and drops Princess Toadstool before being sent flying. Now, figuring out, figure out Bowser's tank patterns so you can avoid getting hit and implement uh, the strategy. Then he throws the little Koopas into the fray. Uh, that, that should help you. Hey, uh, I was just wondering what you would say to someone that has multiple interests and really doesn't know which one to pursue. I love fashion, math, psychology, and Italian, linguistics, so many things, and I just don't know which one to pursue. So I was wondering what you guys would say about that. Thank you for being a patron. A patron. Thank you for being a patron. Um, what do you think about that one? I, I, this is, by the way, that just described me to, to a T. You know, I want to write a song. I want to write a book. I want to write plays. I want to, I want to, uh, so, you know me, girl. That is Bob, the house down. <laughs> um, I would say, I mean, I, I was going to say which one do you like the most, but I know for some people it's like, it's like really hard to do. Well, okay, I would say which one do you do the most? I mean, do which one do you like the best and which one are you the best at? Like, I'm like, I'm all about doing the thing that you're really good at so that you can make room to do the other thing when you can. You know what I mean? Like, if you're, like, an okay mathematician, if you know that you ain't getting hired to do, like, you're good at math, but you're not good enough to get the job, then, okay, leave her as a side hobby. But if you're, like, a really good uh, uh, psychologist and you really be doing some some some, some psychological psychologicosis and you really turning uh, these brains out, then go that route. <laughs> Not turning these brains out. Uh, that sounds dirty. I, I personally really am. Um, I think that you should just pick the one that you want to do the most in the moment, pursue that, and then once you do it, go to the next one. You don't have to focus on one thing. I am a you know jack of all trades, so I I feature that. I understand. But are you? But are you? But are, but are you a master of some? Yeah, I'm a master of at least two. I feel that a lot of artists. I feel like you're a master. Hey, Bob. Hey, Monet. I am currently a college junior majoring in creative writing uh, with plans on being a comedy writer professionally. Uh, I don't know if I'm doing the right things right now. I, I'm just lost right now. Once I graduate, I have no clue what to do first. Thank you guys so much. Work. Devon, your, your avatar is cute, too. <laughs> I know. 
<laughs> some, some 2020 shit. Not only for the Avatar, this is ridiculous. We, we have our last four after this. We have four more we do. Um, I mean, who can tell you if you're doing the right thing? You're going to have to, only time. Time is that it has, the, has all the answers. That's that's the real the real tea. You have to do what makes you happy. If you want to be a comedy writer, then imagine if we were like, don't be a comedy writer, and then you end up being the next Tina Fey. Imagine. Yeah, true tea. I agree. If it makes you happy, if it makes you happy, you have to do it. And even if it's not making you a ton of money, is it making you happy? Are we we gonna get to this last four? What do you some of the best ways to help invoke? social change on like a very small local scale someone who doesn't have a platform Ooh, this this, this sounds like someone calling from my country oh my god go uh go to the uk for one month come back british um i um i say what my advice is that is like people always think like I can't really make any change. I only have 10 followers. We need to realize you posting that thing on your story out of the 10 followers, nine people see it. One of them might be the person you need to see and that person going to share it with, like it will like resonate with them on some level that you didn't realize it would. And they're like, oh my God, that's really, that's something really important. And they're going to share it with their racist ass auntie or their homophobic ass cousin. And then that might be like, you know what I'm saying? Like you just never know what thing that you're sharing is really going to resonate with people that is that can affect change no matter how small or how big it, it, it ends up doing it and if you're comfortable talk to the people in your family who you know are probably the people that are close to you who are messy and calling out injustices right when you see them it is uncomfortable but that's where the change really slaps honey yeah Monet oh I live in Portland. Where the hell are you trying to live out here? Anyways, I love you too. Keep up all of the fantastic work. You guys are my favorite. <laughs> I'm trying to move to Northeast. I used to live on Northeast 15th in Alberta, and that's the area I'm trying to live up in. How do I get my avatar to roll its eyes? <laughs> I'm going to eyes I'm telling you right now, Mark. My Mark, Mark, Jacob, and Joseph, my words, okay? <laughs> uh, Monet is moving to LA. I'm telling I you, I don't mind seeing how, uh, when I tell you, I'm telling you, Monet is about to move to Los Angeles. As her long co-star, Courtney Ann would say, Monet will be moving to Los Angeles very soon. Um, <laughs> Monet, Monet is going to make her way out to Los Angeles. That, that is the gospel truth. <laughs> Hi guys. Um, so and <laughs> are long distance. He lives in England, and I live in the states. And I want to go see him for Christmas because I get teased off of work. But I feel really guilty considering everything that's going on. Um, I wear my yeah. mask when I'm at work because I do have to work. I'm an essential worker, and I take all those precautions. But I still feel really badly but i haven't seen him for months so i don't know what what is your guys take on that okay listen i am you better work with your long distance i do not believe in long distance relationships i know they do work for some people but i am a firm believer that long distance relationships they may work for a little while they will not work in the long term that's my genuine feeling i know people have done them and they have worked for people but for me and what i feel about long distance relationships I'm like, hell no, it's not possible. 
And for this reason, the other one is like, one is like, I know they work, but I don't believe they do. But I know there's proof that they have work. I just don't think they do. And I know for a fact they work. I just don't think they do. Um, I think they work. I think that, uh, I think that, I think says you don't think you can do a long run. Why don't you say you don't think you can do a long run? Like, not they don't work anyway. Um, I think that you, as, a, as a situation, if you're a, a healthcare worker, I don't know what kind of work you do, but follow the guidelines. I mean, if you go there, and, if you can go there and quarantine and then meet up and then quarantine and come back, I think you're probably doing it safely. That's in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. With you that. know what I mean? I agree. Yep. The other option could be if you can just hold on a little bit longer. Be the first in line, get that be wedge yourself in between Obama and George Bush and get the vaccine. And then, <laughs> then head over after that. What right, about this is our very last one? Yeah, I said, what about you just moving to um what about you just moving to London like me? I love England. England is a great place. Move here. Well, you do not you you live in Portland, you live in London. What, who are you? Jack Mark Zuckerberg? This is our very last one. Thank you all for joining us on the Stereo app. Again, uh, this is like a little special. Uh, I love this app. This app is fierce. I, I'm really, this is the second one I'm like, I, I actually could debate on doing like a, a, a morning show, like like a little morning, morning, morning walk. I had this idea. I would go on walks in the morning and then just put this app on and then like walk and like talk to people and get my step things. I need to. Lose some weight. I heard that I heard from a friend that um, crackers lost a lot of weight recently. And she's like, and I'm so jealous. Cracker so lost a lot of weight. What, 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 the cracker gain a lot of weight? Well, she said on TV, she said she gained about 20, 30 pounds from, from that first season. Better word. We all do for drag. I want to start drag, but the catty social environment around drag makes me anxious. My first experience with a drag queen was when one bullied me a ton at my workplace. Are the dressing really that stressful? How can I push through the drama to become an artist? Thank you, boob and mommy. <laughs> so two, two of the drag queen who met you, Monet, do you want to apologize now? Oh my God, you're so ridiculous. Do you want to apologize? You scarred this kid who wants to be a drag queen, but you bullied them and now they don't want to be one. <laughs> You're so ridiculous. <laughs> um, not all drag queens are catty. I think the New York City drag scene is the most uplifting place I've ever been. And that's no cap. Oh my god, I'm, yeah. so, I'm so Gen Z. I said cat, no cap. Uh, <laughs> I, think, I think that literally I've never been more uplifted than by New York City drag queens. So I don't know where you were. Um, but that's probably a product of just those that dressing room and those people. But it is not addictive of the drag scene. Yeah, I mean, I have heard of, from other queens like their scenes that are like really toxic. Like, so I mean, I know that that exists. But I agree with Bob. The New York City scene is pretty like legit and not super catty. But I think again, and this is the real tea. Honestly, drag is rooted in narcissism. Bitch, we do drag because we are narcissistic ass motherfuckers. And when you start messing with people's shit. Like and like like whether you know or you don't, you know what I mean. I feel like people just take shit to heart and extra for no reason because like yeah. drag is so close to who you are. Like it's literally your face that is literally like 
you know, I, I just feel like there's so much of that in drag. People just get really offended really easily. And that's could contributes a lot of the cattiness. And, and people also take ownership over weird things in drag. Like if you are the queen Girl. that does I'm burning up and 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 one queen does it like I can't believe she's coming from my gig because she's bitch, you did not write the song. Your name was not Jesse Jack. Do you remember when, do you remember when the, the queens would come to me and run to me and tell me what other queens would do uh be Italian? Queens yeah, look like oh, yeah, I, I, I was one of them. Sounds like girl. Me, so like, I, I write it, write it. I, I didn't write it, girl. I mean, to be fair, she was literally doing like choreography, and because she was probably using my tambourine. <laughs> when I was on your drag race but you know what too sure listen thank you all for joining us thank you for making me and Monet the number one show on um on the stereo app this week we are I think Monet I think we are currently the number one and the number two show could you can they can these hoes even with us? We are the Trixie and Katya of stereo. <laughs> yeah, until 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 Trixie and Katya get here, and we're like, all right, we're yeah. Like, no, no, listen, no one tells Trixie and Katya about this app. And we need this. <laughs> we need this. Nigga, we need this. Nigga, we need this. <laughs> right. Bye, everyone.